targeted over the last 10 years. <clears throat> Can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, I'm reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan watchdog. In violation of its 5013C status, it occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research Dr. Hazan never reaches, never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a PAC that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. It's paid for by the taxpayers in your omnibus spending bills that get shoved through the House and the Senate against the will of the people of this country. They are, there are cutouts for these NGOs. And what they do is they launder this money, they pass it from one NGO to the next, and in the name of preventing the spread of disinformation, they censor, silence, intimidate, and punish. I said that this is a death sentence for journalists. It's how you murder a journalist without killing them. It's how you murder a scientist without killing them. It's how you murder a doctor without killing them. It's how you murder the vaccine injured when they haven't died yet. It's how you finish them off and everybody else in their family. And it's time for people in this building who come to work every day here who's to serve us. This is the only country where we the people are the government. This is a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. And the same is said for so-called journalists. Del Brigtree, this man, has been targeted for simply going to the FDA hearings and filming them when they approve vaccines. Just filming them, not doing a thing, and putting that, putting that out and showing people there is no real approval process. They didn't actually do their jobs. And for that, he's been targeted for years, long before COVID ever hit. So it's time now for us to stop taking taxpayer funds to slit our own throats. This is a comparison of the myocarditis diagnosis rates following the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines given during the pandemic. It shows the incidence of myocarditis and pericarditis diagnoses within seven days of receiving either the first or second dose of the Moderna vaccine. The second graphic on the slide shows the incidence of myocarditis within 30 days of receiving the second Pfizer vaccine in the general population as well as for 16 to 19 year old boys compared to unvaccinated controls. Myocarditis is a serious disorder and 76% of all cases following COVID vaccination as reported by VAERS requires emergency care and or hospitalization. CDC significantly downplays myocarditis as a side effect of the vaccine. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience 
Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 26 February in the year of our Lord, 2024. Thank you for joining our late afternoon, early evening edition of the War Room. A historic event over Capitol Hill Day, Senator Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, had a, I don't know, four-hour-plus uh, hearing with a who's who of uh, of folks that have led our country through this horrible, horrible pandemic and actually spoke truth uh, to power. Very honest, we're going to have three of the best. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ryan Cole is going to join us. Uh, we've got the great Ed Dowd is going to join us. We're going to start with uh, one of the best, Dr. Brian Hooker. Now, Dr. Hooker, you're, you're, you're author of the book Vax and Vax. We're going to talk about your testimony today. On the cover, you've got Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You've got uh, Ford by Dale Bigtree. You've got uh, Children's Health Defense. It's clearly with uh, Tony Lyons, a team at, at uh, Skyhorse Press. I look inside. We've got Dr. Peter Corey, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, we've got uh, Naomi Wolf, uh, uh, Dr. Judy Mitzkovitz. And on the back, a whole slew of uh, a who's who, Dr. Paul Thomas, all of it. This is like the starting team of what MSNBC would be the wing nuts, right? <laughs> this is the wing nuts. So, so tell me why it not it, it's not your book, but it's the research in your book. What did, what did you present today to the American people, and why is it something that's had such a tough time getting traction? I mean, you've got some heroes like um, – the senator from Wisconsin. You've got right. you've got MTG. Uh, you've got a few others, but uh, overall, there's been a big pushback on Capitol Hill and the mainstream media. Tell us what you testified to today, and why is there pushback? Well, I talked about vaccine injury. Uh, I am the father of a 26-year-old vaccine-injured young man, and I've been studying vaccine adverse events and vaccine injury for the past 23 years. And the book contains the study that the CDC won't do. The CDC will not look at vaccinated versus unvaccinated children. Why won't they do that? Uh, Because isn't that a pretty? I'm not a scientist, but isn't that wouldn't that be pretty standard research? Absolutely, they can, but they won't because I. I think that in their heart of hearts, they know what the outcome would be. And independent researchers have shown that for a a large number of chronic diseases, even infectious diseases, the unvaccinated children fare better and the unvaccinated children are healthier. The vaccinated children are sicker and we have a chronic disease epidemic in the United States right now. We also have a bloated vaccination schedule with over 73 vaccines given in the first 18 years of life, 28 of those are given in the first year of life. 28 vaccines, 28 individual okay. needle sticks. Hang over a second. Yes. I think President Trump falls in the camp because he's older than I am by right. seven years. But I, when we think of it, it, people our age or you know, in the 60s, they think of Dr. Jonas Salk, polio, right. the big fear in the 1950s. You go to school uh, and you get four or five vaccines before you go to public school. Right. And then it's you're saying today it's 73 vaccines, and how many are given in the first year? 28 vaccines are given in the first year of life, one vaccine in the first day of life, and upwards to eight vaccines when an infant is just two months old. Wouldn't you assume that that would be a lot? I mean, should you have in your circulation as much as uh, of, uh, of what they're trying to put in, in a baby? 
No, you shouldn't. If you look at the aluminum toxicity alone, it far surpasses the single-day toxicity limit for aluminum exposure in newborns. And so, you know, what they're doing is really, really preposterous. And by they, I mean specifically the CDC's recommendation. And they have never really tested these vaccines together, given together, even though they, they oh, are there's no. Are you telling me that on the 28 vaccines that you have to take uh, collectively when you're a baby, there's been no study done about what is the in totality the the response the reaction of of a baby having all 28. There is no study, no official study by the CDC, FDA, NIH, where they've looked at the 28 vaccines in totality, what the cumulative effect would be versus completely unvaccinated children. They just refuse to do that study. And honestly, independent research, researchers have done the study and they've shown that unvaccinated children are much, much healthier when you look at developmental delays, when you look at asthma, when you look at ear infections, when you look at allergies, when you look at ADD, ADHD, autism, these children you, are faring Do you agree better. that there are some minimum number of vaccines vaccines that kids should have before they go dumped into a public school system where they're going to be in classrooms from children that are just coming up from from God knows where, from Central America, Latin America, whatever. Is, is, is there some baseline that you guys do agree with? Or are you just saying no vaxes at all? I believe that all of this should be should not be one size fits all medicine. I believe that in certain circumstances, vaccines make perfect sense. But the number, sheer number of vaccines that are being given to every kid, whether whether they're medically fragile or not, whether they have underlying conditions or not, it makes absolutely no sense. Okay, Senator Johnson's uh, hearing, and we had Lara Logan opening right. there, and others. We're going to have. A couple of the most distinguished on today, hopefully tomorrow, if people still around town. I, I was able to dip in and out of the over at CPAC. You had the crisis. Uh, you had the crisis conference at the same time with many right. of the same people. Um, it, it was it the pandemic and the COVID vaccine that all brought this up to the. I know you guys have been laboring in the vineyard for years, right? But it was the COVID vaccine that brought this up to, uh, to the highlight. It really did. You know, it, before uh, the COVID-19 vaccine or a COVID-19 pandemic, really, you know, those that, of us that were that concerned about vaccine safety were considered to be on the fringes. But more and more people started to question the government's motives, the, uh, the foisting of a completely new genetic technology on the population, under-tested, untested, and so many, many more people are opting out of vaccination, even vaccination in general, and uh, many, many more people besides that are questioning, uh, you know, the whole vaccine well, construct. The the Fauci and obviously how he misrepresented right. himself, and of course the work of Bobby Kennedy and, and Dale Bigtree and others, Dale Bigtree going to court many times and, and winning suits to get information out there, Naomi Wolf and the War Room team that worked with her on both Pfizer and Moderna. Right. Do you feel that you're not on the fringes anymore? Yet your methodology and what you've been saying really hasn't changed. Is Correct. it because the public now sees this whole kind of public health scam 
for what it is? I believe that people are really starting to wake up. And if you look at the compliance on the latest boosters, it's, you know, it's down below 10%. So I think that more and more people are asking these questions, uh, more individuals that sort of, you know, if I could say woke up during the COVID-19 pandemic are looking at the rest of the vaccination schedule saying, hey, there's a lot of vaccines here. And they're starting to ask really tough questions, which is what we want to do. Exactly. What was the point, if you could say it in a minute, what was the point, the central thesis, your theory of the case that you presented today to Senator Johnson's hearing? That the CDC, FDA, and NIH are derelict in their uh, duty. They, they have fallen down on their duty in order to protect children and adults against vaccine injury, in order to report to Congress the state of vaccine safety science and uh, their responsibility to the American public and to public health in order to protect the American public. And you public. believe you can show that empirically? I do believe, and, and that's one of the reasons why Mr. Kennedy and I wrote the book, is we wanted to do these comparisons, comparisons and, and really emphasize these are studies that the government refused to do. I, re I didn't highlight that enough. It does not endorse. Yeah. You actually wrote this. This was after the case against Anthony Fauci. That's correct. It was came one out and a half million. Right. I think the worm sold 750,000 people. Right, love right. It. And, and it was about as accessible as a phone. I mean, it was like the phone book, right? <laughs> right, it not, right. It was not exactly. It was only scintillating when you got into it. Mm -hmm. um, what do you hope next steps? We've got about a minute. Next steps with Senator Johnson from your perspective, what do you want to see? I want to see us moving, move from briefings to hearings. And I also want to see legislation for all of the books. All of the books to be open. The CDC has what's called the vaccine safety data link. It's not, it's closed to independent researchers. All of that needs to be opened up. All the coffers, all the redacted emails from Tony Fauci and Francis Collins, everything needs to be shown. The light of Does day Francis Collins shown. know something that's up? Is that what he retired? He was the most powerful guy here in D.C. When we did the transition, people sure. told us, he, he, you can't touch him. He's bulletproof. He retired before this because he didn't want to face the the music here. Is that what he is that what he left? I think that was a big reason why Francis Collins retired. Do we have and the CDC, FDA, and others? Are, do you believe we've had regulatory capture by the bio by the biopharmaceutical industry? Absolutely. Complex. You look at the FDA, 50% of their revenues come from big pharma through what's called the fast track program. CDC buys and sells $5 billion worth of vaccines through the vaccines for children program. They, they buy them and then they redistribute, redistribute them to the public health departments of the states. And so, yeah, agency capture, it is, it, it's what follows from the uh, the financial entanglements with these agencies. The emotional attachment you have to your, your child who has, right. uh, that has not, because I've met many people who come into this because of that, you know, the, vac the, the vaccine injury, that has not clouded your judgment as far as your studies, your emotional? No, it is not. You, you know, we let the science and the statistics speak for themselves. Okay. Absolutely. The receipts. It's yes. a fabulous book, Facts Unvaxed, Kennedy and Hooker. Short break, back in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks 
to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. ...we've endured, the gaslighting, the silencing is unconstitutional. People say that there is nothing in the Constitution that accounts for a pandemic. Oh yes, there is. It's called the Ninth Amendment. And what does that Ninth Amendment say? The enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by whom? The people. This limits the ability of the national government to infringe on non-enumerated rights. Your right to your body, your right to privacy. I could give a one hour talk, I won't. Senator Johnson was gracious to give me two minutes. I've been censored, I've been attacked by boards of medicine, by newspapers, nationally, internationally, locally, CEOs of local hospitals, etc. For what? For harming patients? No. Do I have any patient complaints against me for COVID treatment? Absolutely not. But I spoke something that somebody else didn't like. I reserve the right to be right. I reserve the right to be wrong. But more than anything, I reserve the right to speak. It is the foundational principle of this great nation. And when we lose that, we lose a nation. Wow, I want to thank the Epoch Times. Just amazing right there. Already got it produced. Uh, testimony today, I guess at another listening session, getting ready for a hearing, uh, Dr. Ryan Cole, the Dr. Ryan Cole, joins Ed Dowd on deck. Um, you said you thanked, uh, you've been one of the biggest proponents uh, in this movement, one of the people from the very beginning and, and risked everything. Uh, you did say, hey, look, I can give an hour lecture on this, but because of the number of people we have, I got two minutes in that two minutes, tell our audience, what, what is your main point? What are you trying to get across here? Well, the science was shared, and I think so many people over the years have tuned in to many of us that have been sharing the facts about what's been going on. And thankfully, millions upon millions, if not billions, have woken up now. My well, had the vaccine is 10% pickup now with all the advertising. Right, you right. Which MSNBC is probably, on CNN every night, every other segment, they get another vax ad in there. Yeah, which is probably 10% too many. And, the, I mean, the propaganda no that, that it's an updated vaccine when the variant is extinct, it's not updated. And, and so the perpetual lies from the pharmaceutical industry, there, there's avarice, there's greed, there's big money behind it. I, I get that. My point is free speech. And that at the end of it all, how do you, how do you sum this up? Obviously, the censorship so many of us have experienced has been overwhelming. But if I'm not wrong, I do believe that the First Amendment gives me the right to speak freely. But it should also give me the right to be heard, not censored. All of us, we have information to share. If I'm right, great. If I'm wrong, great. Well, don't they make the argument that public health – I don't agree with this, but what they did at the beginning is public health is is so important that if you have a bunch of cranks – 
uh, that that are trying to take their free speech rights and putting out bad information, hundreds of thousands or millions of people can die. I mean, that's their counter argument. Well, yeah, that that was their propagandistic it, it, lie. Well, it turns out certainly. That, well, it turns out you had the benefit of being right. I right well, indeed. But yeah. in your being right, then why do you why do you have a problem with them putting forward? Uh, their propaganda, as you call it. Well, uh, I think historically what matters is what Mao did, what Hitler did, what Stalin did, what Pol Pot did. How do you, how do you take over society? You start with public health. So this is bigger than just a, a ineffective like mRNA. With the, hy- with the hygiene you do. Exactly. That. And it's not about an mRNA vaccine and a lipid nanoparticle, which you shouldn't get in your body, certainly. But this this is a bigger issue about freedom and the, the freedom to have the conversation and to respectfully disagree with each other. And if public health is putting out information and we're putting out counter counter information, the cream will always rise to the top when you actually have a conversation. So if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But don't suppress my opportunity to speak. That is my First Amendment right. Is it um, – and you don't think anything regarding public health overrides that First Amendment, your First Amendment right? Uh, no. There's no exception in the Constitution of the United States for a reason. Okay. Um, let's leave the, the regulatory capture in the industry aside. All, not some, but all of the institutions – that made you a doctor and made everybody a doctor, right? And made, you know, Ed Dowd a great financial analyst and, and I got my MBA at and, and everybody, every institution, the most revered educational institutions in this country to this day totally disagree with you and say you're a crank. And in fact, they disagree with you so much that most of them still have a requirement that their students be fully vaxxed. What do you say to that? I say I have no financial interest in any of this. I've lost my career. I've lost my laboratory. I've been attacked mercilessly around the world in the media. And I'm still speaking because the truth is the truth no matter what. And I have a moral and ethical duty to the patient. I took an oath to the patient, not to those institutions. But to get to the oath to the patient, you had to be trained. I did. Okay. And you were. And my point is the institutions that trained every – you guys – the thing is – the people that are doing the counter-argument, like yourself, if you load them all up, most of them, by and large, come from some of the finest medical institutions in this country. And this is where they got their training. Those institutions mm-hmm. are telling them, the people they trained, you're wrong, right? And you're not kind of wrong. You're dead wrong. What do you say to that? The I, people that trained I, you and taught you how to be a doctor. I say sit down with me any day, anywhere, anytime. Have coffee, have lunch, bring the data. On behalf of the patient, I have no, I have no ego in this game. In, in in hindsight, having lost everything, sure, was it worth it? Darn right, I do it all over again. Why? Because truth matters above all else. Veritas. Do you think you're winning this fight now? Do you think? Do you I, see it when you see Johnsons or you see only ten percent have taken the vaccine, and even the schools that require it, kids are figuring out how to get fake IDs and how to the, the system itself. Is, is criminal like the communist system that everybody's trying to game it to get away from doing the requirements? To, 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 nobody wants to actually comply anymore? Yeah, I think we have a silent majority, and that's where I would encourage others to open their mouths, set fear aside, speak out. You're with us. You're obviously not complying with the game anymore. Add your voice to our voices. I do think we're winning. And how do people do that? Well, I, 
again, there's a place to go with you, to, is your website, your yeah, social media. Yeah, I mean, media. you can follow me at oracolemd.com. Uh, on you Twitter. still have your practice, right? They, 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 I, I still technically have, uh, I went from 80 employees down to two. Right. They took away your business, but you still have, you're still, they Correct. haven't taken I, your license. No, they have not. I, I've been restricted in Washington because of free speech, no patient complaints. Uh, just administrators and newspapers and third parties. Is that are, Eastern Washington? Uh, no, Eastern Washington's the good folks. They're the ones we want greater to join Idaho. Idaho. Greater yeah, Greater Idaho. Idaho, indeed. Yeah. No, th- this is uh, you know the People's Republic of Washington on the on the west side. Have of the you state. had personal threats? Oh, I've had death threats for years, on and off, because of this topic. Because of speaking the truth, as far as I understand it, absolutely. Where do people go, uh, Doctor Ryan okay. Cole? Articlemd.com. And you can also follow me on X at Dr. Cole and the number 12. And I'll have my own podcast started next week as well as wow. my Substack. So when, when the podcast and Substack are going to launch next week? They'll drop next week, yeah. I'll give What's you, the podcast name? Yeah, we yeah, want to help you Just a Thinking it. Guy. Just a Thinking Guy. I love it. And the Substack, too, will uh, It'll next be the week. same. Yep. Okay, we'll work with our producer to, to launch it. Uh, just for this audience. If you had to do it all over again and your business went from 80 employees down to two, everything you went through, death threats, all of it, you would do it again? I sleep well at night. I would do it again. You can look in the mirror and say, hey, I stood up when it required 100%. You think think history will show that you were right? I want history to show that we were all right. Dr. Ryan Cole, hero hero and patriot. Thank you. Okay, we're going to shift to uh, Dr. Cole and we're going to get Ed out here in a second. a lot going on. This is pretty historic today. And here's what I found. Here's what I found most interesting is that most of these folks, they had a conference over at CPAC on Friday and again on Sunday. Most of them came to testify today to a person. The folks there have heard this many, many, many times have said uh, have said um, uh, this was riveting. It was absolutely riveting. Ed Dowd. Ed Dale get formally dressed. Ed Dale's back in Maui already. Back at, Ed Dale joins us. Now, this is why I'm. Uh, I saw you in a suit the other day. I didn't even recognize you. I know. Uh, it, you didn't have your jams on. It didn't, this is more the Ed Dale. This is why you've worked your entire life, become a huge financial analyst, to be able to go to Hawaii so you can dress like this, right? Yeah, I had to put the monkey suit on for the last couple of days. Yeah, I, I didn't. Was, I didn't recognize you at first. Most people didn't. No, I didn't. They, they passed said, me. Yeah, no, they came and said, Dale's sitting over there. He's going to cut. You know, we got him sliding next. I said, Where's Ed Dale? That can't be him. Um, the last couple of days, give me your takeaway from this. It's been a great uh, couple of days. You know, the last three years have really coalesced a bunch of experts who have sacrificed a lot to, to bring the truth. And the story is becoming more and more uh, grim as we go on. The, the, the things we're discovering, the things that went down, the evidence that's starting to come. Forth you've all you've, the been, you've been a Wall Street guy. You know how like a new business starts, a new industry, a new vertical. All of a sudden, you start to get people clustered around there that are research people or experts. Do you think that's what's happening here? You've, you've got a real uh, coalescing around this issue, and you see the quality of people. You see the quality of schools they went to. You see the quality of the research. Is that happening here? Yeah, absolutely happening. The quality of the individuals I've met over the last two and a half years has been outstanding. A lot of, a lot of um, great minds – and uh, we don't always agree, but we are, we're always uh, trying to get to the truth. And uh, there's no groupthink in what we do. But we tend to find the s- similar answers and corroborate each other's work. Since uh, we're supposed to be the anarchy and, and drivers of chaos, what always disturbs me is institutions. And the institutions I can't figure out here. I understand the biopharmaceutical industrial complex of what they're trying to, ca- what they're trying to accomplish with um, 
agency capture, all of that. I cannot figure out the insurance companies. You would think they would come forward and admit that something was up here, and then there would be a reset about how they price it. You would have price discovery in this process. We got about 30 seconds. Am I wrong here in, in saying something's weird about this, of other things I've seen when massive transformations or changes have gone through industries? Uh, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance in the insurance industry, and there's a lot of people who know what's going on, but they, they feel fearful to talk about it. It's not the most I mean, they don't, they don't have the courage of the Ryan Coles. They figure, I've been in an industry 20 years. If I step out of line, I'm done, and I've got no, no place else to go. Uh, on Wall Street uh, and, and in the insurance world, the insurance folks look at the Wall Street folks as mavericks and kind of crazy people, and they're very conservative. It's a different yeah. career path. Hang on one second. We'll take a short break. Ed Dowd on the other side. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting in dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, your testimony today uh, in front of Senator Johnson was what? I did, I did the pandemic scorecard. Uh, when you implement a policy. The, the infamous pandemic scorecard. The infamous pandemic scorecard. Uh, obviously, if you're implementing a health measure, there should be some sort of accounting of it and how it worked. And if it was uh, fantastic, we would be hearing all sorts of great news about all the uh, uh, how excess deaths came down after 2020, how the vaccine worked and saved so many lives. The unfortunate truth is that uh, excess deaths accumulated since 2021. So there are about a half a million folks who perished in 2020, mostly old. And then since uh, 21, 22, and 23, we've had 1.1 million Americans uh, excessively die. And the biggest tell for me of the nefarious nature of what happened was from going about a half a, half a million died each year, 2020, 21, excessively. In 2020, it's mostly old. Then there was a mix shift to young in 2021. And uh, the mix shift was this, 124,015 uh, through 64-year-olds died in 2020. That rose to 215,000 in 2021. And the mix the shift- one, The one demographic that you shouldn't have, unless you had a yeah. war or something like that, right? You know, the, 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 the virus we were told only affected mostly old with yep. comorbidities. Yep. And, and the mix shift was this, it went, went from 24% in uh, 2020 of that age group up to 43% in 2021. Okay, your numbers are pretty bulletproof. At least they look like it when I've gone through this. However, if that's the world's an efficient market. So if your data was right, 
you know, particularly the ecosystem we call the capital markets and particularly the equity capital markets, you would believe that there would be a swarm of people out there looking to short certain companies because this bad news would be eventually flow through their income statement, right? Particularly the insurance companies, maybe biopharmaceutical and lawsuits, but Moderna and Pfizer, which stock, the Pfizer stock's way down. I think their revenues are back to 2016 levels. But why have the insurance companies, why have the shorts not gotten in the insurance company? Why are people not taking your data and weaponized it financially like people do? In these, and that's what makes markets efficient. Well, it's a relative uh, game in the markets. And insurance stocks haven't done all that well, but they're not tremendously down from, from, their, from their highs, although Lincoln Financial had some problems. I think what's going on is the group life policies is where it showed up first. And that's short-term duration contracts. They already raised their prices. The big hits are going to come in whole life policies, which are underwritten. Those are the ticket items that are 1 to 5, 10, 20 million individual policies. And that is a Byzantine insurance accounting scheme where once maybe every couple of years they meet to revisit their long-term mortality assumptions. My insider in the, in the industry tells me that the, they're going to start to revisit their mortality assumptions this year and next year. So we should see some big reserves and losses being taken sometime this year. So next. Th- that is the tell. When we see the reserves, yep. we see, and you think this will happen sometime this year or next, it's coming. But they can't. Eventually, they're going to. The mortality, the excess mortality, I'm being told, is continuing in the insurance industry, and they're having questions about it. And, and they don't. Well, at the board level meetings, there's still this we don't know why. Right. Um, where do people go to get your information? Particularly, you're not particularly enthusiastic. As you see the convergence of forces in the capital markets, you think this fall could be a September, October surprise Absolutely. for the country as a whole, not just the presidential race, but the country as a whole. Yeah, there's been a huge disconnect between the economic reality on the ground, the anecdotes, and the data we're seeing. The data at this point is laughable. Uh, St. Louis uh, Fed survey came out, and the data was great, but if you went to the survey, the actual anecdotes, it was painting a grim picture, and the man in the street knows the reality of the situation. At some point in the next, I don't know, six months, the, the, the truth will come out, and we'll see the financial markets wobble, and currency markets wobble, and bond markets wobble. Where do people go for everything? Your book, uh, and I think the book, is the book coming out paperback, or has got a new addendum it's to it? has got a new edition, uh, new with edition. 2023. That's coming out uh, That's soon. Tony Lyons. Tony Lyons. Sky Horse. Cause Unknown. Epidemic of Sudden Death in 21. It's an amazing book. And then where can everybody go for your financial and also every, all the other updates on excess deaths? Uh, finance Technologies uh, with a PH instead of an F dot com. And go to the Humanities Projects. We've done all that research for free. It's been thousands and thousands of hours for free. It's all there for everyone to look at and download. I can be found on Twitter at Dowd Edward and Getter at Edward Dowd. So you spent four days, three days at CPAC and then a couple of days here. You have five days in the nation's capital. You're ready to get get out and get back to paradise? Uh, I am, and I had to buy a winter coat coming out here, and that was quite the investment. <laughs> Reminds you why you left. Ed Dowd, you're a good man and a Thank smart you. man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Senator Johnson's got to be uh, an attaboy, and uh, we're going to try to get many more of the people that were there. Historic day in uh, on Capitol Hill. Also, historic weekend in Brazil. Our own, our friend and colleague, Philippe Martin, is in a prison right now. Of course, Bolsonaro, uh, President Bolsonaro was on the street yesterday with millions, and it looked like millions of people, followers. They're going to play the B-roll. 
Paolo Figuera joins us. Paolo, what is going on? Why are they imprisoning Philippe, some of the closest advisors to President Bolsonaro? Why is he in a why is he in a general hold in a prison right now? Hi, Steve. It's a, it's a very sad story. Uh, Felipe is being accused of participating in an attempt coup. Um, supposedly, uh, was President Bolsonaro intentioned oh, 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 to— Hold it. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow, hang on. You're saying an attempted coup. Is that coup from when Lula stole the election and, you, and, and, and President Bolsonaro and people around him are just trying to have an honest count of the vote? Is that what they—is the coup from back then or is there a current coup? No, it was a coup from back then uh, when President – well, everyone tried to uh, use the traditional courts in order to uh, – same as in the U.S. They went to the courts trying uh, to ask for the judges, in, in that case the justice, to review the elections and give it more transparency. But the justice didn't do anything. Well, Bolsonaro thought about a few options. He ended up not doing anything, but they say he attempted a coup. And that Felipe Martins was also involved in it. So it obviously it didn't happen. Bolsonaro left office uh, before the end of his term to come to the United States on vacation. He didn't even watch Lula's inauguration in person. So the, the story is kind of absurd, but it's part of a crackdown they're doing against uh, any political opposition in Brazil right now. Brazil is no longer a democracy, and it hasn't been in a while, but right now it's, uh, things yeah. are— escalating and getting worse, the rumors are that President Bolsonaro is the next one to be in prison. Well, walk me through the, the, the video. You know, I was with Eduardo over the weekend and, and visiting with him, but I was, and I had the fortune, I think, see you at CPAC too before you went back to the West Coast. I'm shocked and stunned by the scale of the, uh, I guess these are protests in, in support of President Bolsonaro and Philippe. How many people were on the streets of Brazil? And I understand they tried to block things off and make it very difficult to get there, but it looks like there were millions. Well, it's very that's a very interesting topic because by some accounts, it was the biggest protest in Brazilian history. There was, there, there's some debate over the exact numbers, but just to give you an idea, the 2019 Sao Paulo LGBT Pride Parade held the record uh, with yeah. around uh, 3 million people. And this event, it blew those numbers out of the water by the images. So there's the discussion. The official uh, numbers are 750,000 people. I was just reading an article about an estimate of 2.3 million people. And, of course, the mainstream media is talking about 185,000 people. Right. But still, by their numbers, it's massive. What what is the purpose? What were they there for? Philippe is it there for President Bolsonaro? Are they tired of the Lula government? It's I mean, what was the driving kind of focus or purpose of this? You know, when you get a couple of million people in the streets on a Sunday, uh, it's meaningful. Well, what what was the what was the center centerpiece of why they were there? Well, this marks the the first massive return to the streets since Bolsonaro's presidency ended. Up until 2022, when Bolsonaro was president, it was pretty common to see patriotic Brazilians rallying. But things really shifted after January 8th. As you know, that day, a group stormed uh, public buildings in the scene eerily uh, similar of the January 6th incident in the United States with all the weird stuff happening as well. Uh, there are there, there have been other protests in the meantime, but this one was the first one backed 
officially backed by former President Bolsonaro himself. And we're talking about, uh, as well, over 100 Congress members, numerous senators, governors, governors from the uh, three biggest states in Brazil and other high-profile pictures. The main focus, uh, of course, is the escalating dictatorship in Brazil, the crackdown of political opponents, especially targeting President Bolsonaro and his allies, including uh, Felipe. And is Felipe, can you give us the current status? And because the general holding cell looked uh, quite dangerous. What's his, what's his current status? Well, what you're seeing on screen is uh, definitely his current status. He's in prison. The accusation, it was a preemptive arrest to avoid, um, so he could stay in Brazil and not flee from, prose from prosecution. The funny thing is that the Supreme Court says that he actually left Brazil to come to the United States, and he claims, his defense claims he never did it. And so right, right now we're actually trying to work on a, on a FOIA to, to prove that he didn't leave Brazil at any time. He's been in Brazil since uh, since last year. He, he didn't come to the United States with President Bolsonaro. Well, he was definitely in Brazil at the time he was arrested. But they say it was a preemptive arrest. The idea behind a preemptive arrest is very simple. So they put you in jail. They keep you there for, uh, for an excuse. They find an excuse to put in jail. No, not a real legal uh, reasoning behind it, but they just throw you in prison mm -hmm. and they hope you plea a deal. And the expectations that they have is that they say anything, he says anything about President Bolsonaro or other allies, and they, they're able to put them in prison as well and do the same thing with them. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a type of uh, psychological it's torture. We know that Lula was a partner of the CCP, right? He, he's been over there. He's a Marxist. Has his reign of terror been worse than you expected, the same, or not as bad? So the reign of terror, of terror is mainly by Alexander de Moraes, which is the justice of the Supreme Court that conducted the elections that brought Lula back to power. So Alexander de Moraes was the president of, also the president of the Superior Electoral Court in Brazil. And the way he handled the elections here, it's it's really something. Censorship, uh, very unfair punishments uh, to Bolsonaro, uh, search warrants on Bolsonaro supporters' house, and stuff like that. So the reign of terror has been going on for a long time, and it just got worse with Lula in power because they were able— to put someone that's aligned with them on the executive branch. And now you have the executive branch aligned with the judiciary. Yeah. But it's pretty much the judiciary who's calling the shots, not Lula. And they even bragged about it. They 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 say they put Lula in back in power. They bragged about it. When, when Lula tried to uh, yes. pass, when Lula supporters pa yeah. uh, voted in favor of a bill uh, that was against the interests yeah. of the Supreme Court justices, they they reminded him, we put you in power. And this is what they're accusing Philippe, Felipe of doing a coup about, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, Paolo, how do people follow you? If they want to find out what's going on in Brazil, they've got to read you and follow you. Social media, website, all of it. Well, they can find me uh, on my Twitter. Um, unless you're in Brazil. If you're in Brazil, my Twitter is blocked. But if you're outside of Brazil, you can access at Rio 
P. Figueiredo, which is my last name, at Rio P. Figueiredo, just as shown on screen. And I try to publish everything that's going on in Brazil um, and the mainstream media doesn't report. No, you're a hero. And these patriots and Felipe is a, a great, a great man. I've had a, a, a real honor of working with him. He's just fantastic. Uh, look forward to having you back on, sir. Keep fighting. The Bolsonaro movement in Brazil, they're not going to back down. They're not going to give up. They're not going to quit. Who can you trust? Government leaders repeatedly fail us. Self-appointed experts have led us astray. Distrust in so-called authorities is spreading like a bad cold. We can't quite shake it. But you are not as powerless as they'd like you to believe. When there's no one to depend on, it's time to rely and depend on yourself. Not sure where to start? Well, try this. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab a four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply for just 60 bucks off. Think about that. $60 off right now. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families reach self-reliance. I want you to think about that. Reach self-reliance. These food kits offer meals, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories every single day. Sealed inside heavy-duty packaging that lasts up to 25 years in storage. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and protect your future with as many kits as you need. These kits ship fast, free, and arrive in unmarked boxes. With My Patriot Supply, when you order by 3 p.m., your food kits will ship the same day. Save $60 per kit. That is $60 per kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Huge fight coming up over the next couple of days. want everybody to um, check in with Grace Chung on Bill Blaster because folks are coming back tonight and uh, tomorrow... I think Wednesday, Thursday are going to be in full fight. And then, of course, midnight on um, Friday is going to be the shutdown or either be another continuing resolution or one year CR or omnibus or a minibus or a maxi bus. It's all up in the air right now. What we know we cannot do is uh, is fold on the border. If you do not shut the border down and I mean shut it down, he's got all the executive powers even hinted at that. Then you have to shut down the government. Plus, there can be they're they're up there working nonstop, nonstop on how to get a discharge petition. We'll tell, give you more details on that tomorrow. It's quite difficult to do that. This is actually getting something to the floor around the Speaker of the House, which is virtually impossible. It's going to require a big lift from the Republicans, and we'll be calling these names out of of people who are actually working the Democrats right now to get money to the Ukrainian oligarchs. Zelensky came out on CNN. And went never Trump. He said Trump's, you know, not listening. Trump, you know, th- this is Trump who's been president of the United States and gave us three years of peace and prosperity before hit with a bioweapon, right, with a bioweapon by the CCP was trying to take him out. And uh, this punk, and he is a punk, and everybody on the conservative side that said, oh, he's Winston Churchill. No, you were just dead wrong once again. Bad call. This guy's a punk. And he's in high punk factor now. Now it's now it's our fault. Here's the thing. It's just money. It's fungible. Have Europe write the check. If you if you need this money, it's absolutely critical or the Russians going to win and, and Ukraine's going to. Then, hey, it's the Europeans fight. 
England, France, Germany, Nor- Norway, Sweden, all of them. We're putting Sweden in the in the in NATO day. All of you get your checkbook out and write it, and not the phony fifty billion dollar euro, which only twelve and twelve, twelve one year, twelve the next, and then an option. Guess what? They're not gonna they're not gonna call the option. They're not gonna use the option. Write a write it if you if it's if sixty billion dollars is what you need, and that's gonna get victory. Then write the sixty billion, and then it's all it's over. And maybe you can supply some of the 500,000 kids. Big talk today, NATO countries, some of the NATO countries talking about talking about maybe sending troops. Send them. Go for it. Go for it. Defend yourselves. Do it. We, we, we've stopped being the nanny here. This thing's going to get quite turbulent. This week's going to be quite intense. So rest up. You had a great CPAC. Yesterday's a day of rest. Today, kind of coming into this thing as we're coming into it. But it's going to heat up big league. Make sure you go to Birch Gold. Now's the time to talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get Philip Patrick and the team on the phone and have them walk you through precious metals, particularly the converging forces that the central banks throughout the world also see in the de-dollarization movement as they buy gold at record rates in, wait for it, 22, 23, and now starting off in 24. Make sure you understand that. Also, the guys at Jace Medical. Do not let the Chinese Communist Party, that's in back of a lot of this, steal the high ground from you. Okay? Don't, they control 100% of artificial API, right? Active pharmaceutical ingredients, 100%. Generic drugs can be made without them. Make sure you go to Jace Medical. Dr. Sean and the team that took the book of Rosemary Gibson made a business out of it on supply chains. JaceMedical.com. Immerse yourself. David Flynn joins us. Uh, David, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, talk to us. We had you listened. You watched on live stream all day today. Give me your takeaway from Senator Johnson's this preliminary, the pre-hearing. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Um, you, you know our our history with my son and and the journey we've had with his vaccine injuries. So it was it was hard to watch this morning. It was hard to watch. I had my wife there uh, in tears. I got to say those kudos to the senator and everyone who helped put it together. Um, what, what they really talked about is just that this topic is a train wreck. This is easily the worst health disaster in human history. And the deeper we go and the more comes out, it, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, they, they covered a lot of topics. I, I was actually amazed at, at the, uh, the width and the breadth of the topics they covered. They did a great job. Uh, but I do have to say, one of the things that I didn't hear anybody talking about was a solution today to help recover these people that got the shots. I mean, that's we need transparency, we need accountability, we need to make sure it doesn't happen again. And all that information came out, but I didn't hear a lot about the the just human carnage that's there right now that we need to address. You, 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 Warrior Central, you guys, you and your wife have been at this for 17 years. Tell us about tell us about you guys have come up with a solution. Walk us through it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the good news is that we have that solution at warroomwellness.com. So there's some uncomfortable truths we need to get out, and that's that, look, if, if you got the shot, this poison's inside you. Um, even if you were just around people that got the shot, it's likely inside you, and that can be building up damage every day. We can't put our heads in the sand. Uh, we can't just hope it goes away. We got, like you always say, see, we gotta take action, action, action. It's clear from what we saw this morning, the regulators aren't gonna do it, the government's not gonna do it, Big Pharma's certainly not gonna do it. You need to take control of your own health. 
So our formulas are real simple. They're, they're, they're simple to use, but there's complex science behind them. Uh, they help to remove the toxins, including the spike proteins, repair the damage, and restore your epigenetic health and, and your health going forward. So th there's just there's nothing like this available on the market, Steve. And, and we've been we've been waiting, we've been expecting uh, more, but there's just nothing like this out, out there. So you know it's at warroomwellness.com. Uh, we we have lots of info. There's lots of science there, lots of studies. Uh, you, you need to go and get your questions answered. Get the information, get your questions answered. And we have some great specials for the Posse. We've worked with you, Steve, to really, really put together some great deals, free shipping. But the most important thing, especially after everything that came out this morning, uh, this is a real problem and it's not going away. There weren't good shots and bad shots. There were bad shots and horrible shots. And this is inside, essentially it's inside of all of us at that point. So people need to take action today. Uh, go to warroomwellness.com. Uh, Immerse yourself in information. This is one. Senator Johnson is going to lead into hearings on this. Of course, it's a huge fight up on Capitol Hill among the Democrats that suppress all this and shut it down. This is not going to go away. you got the House with MTG. you got the Senate with Senator Johnson. Today, I think, was a landmark day, and we're going to drive this thing forward. And the team around this is just absolutely extraordinary. War, uh, warroomwellness.com. David Flynn and his wife, they've been working on this because of the, the vaccine injury to their son uh, for 17 years. Quite extraordinary. David, thank you. It was great to see you at CPAC over the weekend, brother. Thank you, Steve. Um, okay. Game on, fight on. This is going to be quite intense the rest of this week. We need everybody to, you know, make sure today was your day to kind of catch up. Uh, it is going to be quite intense. Midnight at on Friday... You don't shut the border, shut the government. And, of course, there's going to be a Donnie Burke in the House and the Senate. Short commercial break. President Trump's speech. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com. 
Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.